Welcome to the family with <coughs> Doug Sprinthal, <laughs> Catherine Brand, <laughs> Andy Rappernard, Melissa Bernard. And we will be right back. Well, Melissa can do in her head. She can do the number. See if you want that. If you want that caramel color couch, she can oh. get it done. Okay. Perfect. We'll talk to you in a minute. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. All right. Well, we've been talking about Walzer to you, the safe way to buy cars from your house and uh, more commonly have your car serviced. So we have an actual customer that used the Walzer to you service. Melissa, you're up. Tell us all about it. It was really great, actually. Um, I just made a time and they were able to come the next day. one of the um, Walzer guys came and picked up my car and took it away. And they basically, they called me every, I don't know, every half hour or so just to give me an update on everything and when they could get my car back. And they were really good. They were super communicative. And Now, did um, you pull the, do you know who I am? No. No, oh. I did not. No, no. I, I, that, no, I, know, I, you, I, know, I know you well <laughs> enough to know you'd never do that. But I was very curious what your experience would be, and I'm super glad that it was positive because, you know, when we design this stuff, until people actually try it out, you really never know what the flaws are. So, But thank you very much. So yeah. it was the, uh, Nissan Stormway Zeta that you yep. used, right? Okay. Yep. So Walzer to you. You can find all the information on walzer.com or any of the, the individual store sites. I do have one piece of late-breaking news, which is really kind of cool. Honda just came out with a program for first responders and healthcare workers. In addition to all the uh, normal Honda programs, they will qualify for an additional $500 rebate from Honda. I think that's really cool of Honda to step up and do that. We don't have that information on our website yet, but it will be there shortly, I'm told. Go ahead. Walzer Automotive. I was going to do Catherine, but I can't. <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We don't have any music because our account has been banned from YouTube. Why? Probably because of all the bumper music. Why don't you use the stuff that I gave you for Car Selling Secrets? We could do that. Yeah. Sure. I don't really understand why. I thought you could use up to like 30. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There, bumper music. There we go. Rebel, rebel. Rebel, rebel. It's the Telecaster. I love it. I thought you could use up to 30 no, seconds of a song. YouTube has they've Not, gone very, very draconian with their copyright hits. There's a lot of stuff on articles from lawyers on the website about podcasts, and no, you can't use even a 15-second clip. So what I did is I took a bunch of stuff really? that Sarah and I recorded, cut it down to 15, 20-second clips, and gave them to Andy for Car Selling Secrets. But if you want to use them in the regular show, go right ahead, and I can always make some more. I don't think they'll be able to flag it because the computers won't recognize it as anything that's been Yeah, exactly. It's all automatic. So as long as it's not an actual recording by you know a licensed artist or whatever. Or if that a-hole Dane, Dave Ryan turns us in. He's a big <laughs> podcast listener right here. Dave Ryan? I'm kidding. Who's that? The... <laughs> You know Dave Ryan is. The DJ that you don't is like. Is that Ryan Automotive Group, Ryan.com? <laughs> yeah. <Is it> that? <laughs> anyway. The DJ you don't like. Yeah. yeah. I, he's yeah, he's fine. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a massive pain in the ass. Oh. Everybody else is nice as hell. But to him, no, he's a prick. I see. Uh, and what's he going to do about it? He's the size of a finger puppet. So anyway, moving along. 
Uh, oh, that's right. We don't have any bumper music, so I guess we are moved <laughs> along. The so music? never mind. Telecasters. Yes, the new bumper music. Uh, I just want you to know, Doug, that since you've taken over that duty, you're going to have to do every holiday, like, you know, in October. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha ho ho. Okay, now we can. Uh, <laughs> we got plenty of time to crank out some cheesy recordings. There's a. Uh, actually, Sarah's working her ass off. I never really has realized how really? hard that woman works. That is pretty amazing when you think of it. It's like really so that you don't you don't want any exposure for your music where people might go, "Oh, I love that song," and then go buy it. Yeah, I don't understand the la- the lack of wanting to promote something. That makes no sense to me at all. None, I say. I say none. So anyway, what's happening with you kids? Oh, oh, I thought Catherine's back, but no, she actually came over to shut the door. Um, yes, we have Tim. Timmy! Hello. You know, talking about that YouTube stuff, I mean, they even went after little old me. And, and again, what? you don't understand it because you're helping promote something. I, what I did right. uh, was took some of my interviews that were phone interviews, essentially, and some on video, and, and, and there was no need for it. But the phone, I would, I would take stills from the pictures that I was talking about, the films, and they would flag it, and they wouldn't take it down, but they demonetized the video, so I couldn't earn any money off of the page views of it. You know, so they, they, they will oh, shut you God. down if they think you're um, violating any sort of copyright. We may have too many well, attorneys. Yeah, they got attorneys. The two things that are wrong with the world, there are pigs out there will take advantage of anything, and there are other pigs out there that want all the money. So you really can't win anymore. Yeah, and you again, know. I mean, when you're talking about, essentially, I mean, look, maybe it's an old interview or whatever, but it's essentially promoting the film, you know? But it's it's not really about, I guess, the it, it is the studio that files a copyright claim, so maybe there is money to be had yeah. somewhere. But it also seems to me to oh, be yeah. a YouTube issue, too. Um but you know, well, again, YouTube TV I, I has gotten huge. Minimal page views off of this stuff. Why are they even bothering with somebody like me? I know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever works. Yeah, I knew. You know. So I talked with uh, well, uh, just over the the inner link with uh, Doug Sprinthal about a couple pictures. Yeah, I'll have to uh, check that one out. So my stepson. Oldest is just finishing up it with college. He's going to be a school teacher, but I told Tim I think he's really going to be a film critic because that's his passion. He sees a hundred movies a year, and he's got his own little blog and some followers. And we have movie night when the kids are home. We try to have some structure. We have cocktails and card parties, and then dinner, and then we watch a flick. And he picked this movie out called Dave Builds a Cave, which is the quirkiest, weirdest little low-budget thing that I've seen quite some time. It's about a guy that builds a fort in his apartment room out of shipping boxes and his girl comes <laughs> girlfriend comes back and I, I won't tell you the rest of it but the entire movie other than the opening five or ten minutes takes place inside these boxes in his living room well what? you know we Tom and I have talked about this before it's like you know independent films they actually have unique stories right. I get, you know? right. I get the, I'm sorry, I got the title wrong. If you go with wrong. the studio blockbusters, it's like, okay, how many times have we seen this? So, yeah, there's always value in independent films, that's for sure. I have to correct myself because I wrote it down. It's actually called Dave Made a Maze. Yes. Yep. Dave yeah. Made a Maze. Okay. Yeah. I like so, it when your kid yells you at know, you again, like that. You know, again, independent films, support it whenever you can, especially now, man. Yep. Yep, absolutely. 100% true. So, Doug, we, have you and I talked about 1917 yet, Doug? Uh, we have not. I yeah, have not we, seen Catherine it yet. and I did watch it. Oh, God, it's good. It's really good. I'm here to tell you, Buster, you're going to love it. It's, yeah. it's very emotional, but you're going to love it. And I told Tim this morning I, I will never like him again because he made me tear up <laughs> twice in a movie. So that's just how it, it first is. First with the you dog know. movies, now with 1970. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Tom's dog house. <laughs> That's right, exactly. I, You're making me feel human. Cut it out. <laughs> I did watch the one. Emotions, co- emotions. I did watch the one from a couple of years ago called May They Never Grow Old, which was basically co- oh, colorized God. films. Oh, 
yeah. of the, the the Great War, and it's real. I'm like, God, I, yep. I do want to watch 1917, but that one's still in the back of my head on how you know how horrible oh. it was, and ugh. I know. Yeah, this is so unique because, and I'm sure you heard, you know, people talk about it already, but you know, it's it's basically you're the third person in the scenario. You're you're basically following these guys around throughout this one shot throughout the entire film through. You know the, the the trenches and booby trap bunkers, and it's just un unbelievable filmmaking. Um, and again, I mean, I, I complain about this whole Oscar fiasco because look, if you're not going to give it best picture, Sam Mendes, what he did with this film is yep. incredible. I mean, that is true direction, and they yep, denied him that. I couldn't too, agree more. Whatever. I agree. Catherine loved it. She's here. She's back now. Apparently, her yeah. nap's over. I said uh, I, I saw some stuff on Twitter saying that they should instead of having an award show for movie stars, um, they should have uh, an award show for first responders and medical professionals. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, ho- I, I like certainly it. hope so. I think that I, I mentioned nice? this to Tom a couple weeks ago on on KQ. I think the age of the all the fawning over celebrities is is going to go by the wayside. I really do. I hope so. I mean, I people too. are really realizing how important Honey, everybody is. First responders, grocery store people, everybody. Jude is ruining. Jude everything. is squeaking a toy, oh. and Catherine won't make him stop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He won't. Uh, yeah, I, we've got this. We have a crocodile toy that doesn't have a squeaker, and he just he won't play with it. So uh-huh. I, I bought no. it. I bought it specifically for the studio, and he's like, Great. "No thanks, I want to." Got, our new puppy has the squeaker thing too, and she just loves it. Oh god! I know, Squeaking and he's six. Do. Yeah, this one's six years old, and he's never stopped squeaking. My old dog used to just rip the squeaker out, yeah, and that he, was the end yeah. of it. He would just yeah. go right dog. for the heart, rip that out, and then the toy yep, was garbage. He'd rip out, yep, <laughs> rip out the heart, and then he didn't care if he ever played with it again. Nope. He just <laughs> wanted to. True. He just wanted to murder that it. That is true. Andy, what time do we we have our out here in the first segment? We have six minutes to go. Oh, you do? Okay, I just want to make sure. Start a little All late. right, Timmy. So, uh, Catherine's here, so we can both tell you we're never going to talk to you again because of 1917, because we loved it, but it made us sad. But anyway. Yes. Uh, no, I, I, I will tell you. You know, we're, and we're not going to reveal it to people like Doug hasn't seen it yet, but there is a scene in there <clears throat> which is one of my least favorite and most favorite scenes in any movie ever. You kind of told uh, about it on the morning show I was listening. This is about the... English guy I, I and the think he German did guy? a pretty good job of getting yep. around it, though. I mean, he could, <laughs> y- yeah, you can get a sense, see. but yeah, you're still going to be surprised by what you see. Well, I'm rather touchy, as you know, Doug, about when you help people out and they stab you right in the back. I'm, I, I do <laughs> a little touchy I do about that. That's a really that good way of putting it, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, you've heard me mention that occasionally. That's exactly right. Hey, you did me a great favor. I'm going to try to ruin your life. Oh, okay. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, God, you know, so again, I mean, there's, there's, I, I, I use the word selfless a lot, and I think the reason I do is because society, maybe hopefully now things are going to change, but the opposite of that, of course, is selfish. You know, you mm-hmm. want to see yeah. yep. the flip side of selfishness. You see selflessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, again, is putting yourself in harm's way, uh, not for your own benefit, but for the benefit of others. And, right. and you get so many examples of that in, in this film. Um, yes. And that, that, to me, that's what's most moving about it. That We talked about two scenes mm-hmm. in particular, and that, those were the two scenes of absolute selflessness. You know, where they weren't caring about themselves, even though they had a mission that were, you know, that, that was a selfless act within itself, a mission to deliver this message so they could save 1,600 troops from walking into an ambush. Uh, but, but then along the way, what they do is, is well, really what I also, amazing stuff. I also really like the fact that he was a reluctant hero at first. He didn't want to yeah. do it. He's like, thanks a lot for, you know, Enough recruiting me. Squeaker. Jesus. You have no sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, from you, here, you it, it almost like sounds this? like a hamster wheel. <laughs> for some reason, Good God. that's me. I'm running on my hamster wheel in Why isolation. Me? Why me? 
I mean, the movie is not just a quote-unquote war movie. I mean, there's really so much to it. And, and again, the courage and the, the bravery of these soldiers. It's, and and yep. you meet a lot of other soldiers on the way, and that's where you get the quote-unquote star power in there. Uh, the yeah. two guys that do it are, are virtual unknowns. One of them, I guess, is in Game of Thrones and, and this great oh, movie yeah. called Blinded by the Light, uh, which is a Springsteen thing. Um, that came out last summer. But um, you get Colin Firth and, and Benedict Cumberbatch and and uh, a few other recognizable faces on the way that these guys meet along the way, which is pretty interesting. But, yeah, it's just one straight, you know, s- seamless shot that goes throughout a night and then, then I guess, a, a, the following morning. But, yeah, crazy. It's just unbelievable how they did this thing. Yep. Yeah, we were wondering how they made those burned-out villages and even the fields, oh. how they did well, it. Yeah, the crumbled cities, I mean, you know, yeah. smashed by the bombs. And, you know, the other thing is the great uh, success and the thing that kind of backfired on the film was it didn't get a Best Editing nomination, oddly enough. And oh, really? it's all about editing. It's about this seamless invisible editing where because obviously they didn't shoot it in a day they didn't shoot it over the course of six miles but imagine trying to plan those shots to look like it's just one shot i mean that is master editing right there and it wasn't nominated even which is a shame but at least cinematography it did win for that so that's that's the other key to the film the cinematography Yep. Sure. This is wonderful. So, Doug, get out and see it. Andy, Melissa, get out and see it. It's really good. What do you mean, get out and see it? <laughs> well, I mean, get out of the studio right now. Get out outside, Doug. Okay. Get out. No. I mean, just get out. Well, is it still? Yeah, get out of the refresh. I think, yeah, I think you can actually buy it online. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it looks like it came out yeah, in yeah. January, right? Or, I mean, it's the been a while. It came out last in year, January, and um, it just started a couple weeks ago where you could rent it on demand Mm -hmm. it looks really good it looks really good it is really really good good. i'm just on imdb checking out and there's a really like a very passionate review about how great it was yeah i haven't heard any bad reviews of it yeah which is really unusual for a popular movie usually somebody tees it up but yeah yeah that's true uh, so, Timmy, you got a, are you going to do Cats again? Do I have to hear about Cats again? Is well, that the deal? You, you know, Tom, part of what I do <laughs> is to take one for the team now and again. And <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, yes, I did rent Cats. You know, that's available for rent. And you're I admitting that in public. You're clear of the, the, the theatrical because it came out. I think they knew that this thing was, was kryptonite because mm-hmm. the studio, because it opened the same day as Star Wars and uh, oh, Bombshell. God. So I didn't, I, 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 I was, that was my excuse not to see it. But I thought, okay, is it really as bad as everybody says it is? And, well, we're going to take a break and we're going to find out okay. right after this <laughs> Tim Lammers with All the right. family. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them 
and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have now, huh? Have you looked out the, well, the virtual window lately? It's snowing. No, but I understand. Oh, it's snowing today? Yep. Yeah, there's snow on the ground. So Fun. basically, I've been told that as soon as I head back home, <laughs> God hates me. <laughs> the weather will suck. Basically. You know, my dad used to say something to me when I was a young boy that you might find helpful. He'd look at me when I'd be all mad about something. He goes, Doug, the world does not revolve around you. (laughs) Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Sprinthal. Don't shatter Tom's world. (laughs) Yeah, don't shatter my world. Well, as long as you're here. It doesn't revolve around me. As long as you're here either Friday or Saturday. It'll be in the 50s, yeah. and then it'll go cold again. Yes, so it will. It's supposed to snow night. on Sunday. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Apparently it's going to so be... So just get here Friday, and then you'll have extra 50 degree weather. It's going to get down below 37 freezing. 37 on... Dreaming yeah, 37 on Sunday Easter. and snow. Yeah, probably. It's yeah. not unheard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, hey, look, until June 15th, we never know what the weather's no, going to be. That's true. That's true. <coughs> well, last year we came home, we had a three-day snowstorm. Record did, snow. Yeah. Did you? It's true. Yeah. It's mm. fabulous. We're back with Timmy, who suffered through cats, so we don't have to. <laughs> well, like, I, 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 uh, I aim to please. I, uh, yeah, yeah uh, look, it's, it's, it's. It's bizarre, is, is well, what yeah. it is. And, and you know, look, I, I love stage musicals. I love movie musicals. Um, but I, generally, the ones that have a story, and, and and you know, the whole one song to the next thing. I'm not a big fan of that. And this does have little bits of dialogue sometimes between the songs. But I would guess, unless you've seen the Cats stage musical, you're going to go into this just completely lost and i was although i did know one song memory which jennifer hudson mm-hmm. sang. oh yeah that's and that's wonderful song. i mean there are some wonderful songs in there but you know if you're trying to piece together a story just with these songs it's going to take more than one viewing to do it and believe me you're not going to want to see this movie more than once <laughs> um <Wow>. but, but <laughs> you know Okay. It's, it's one of those things where it's it's uh, like my oldest daughter. She said it, it's it's like a fever dream. It's just so bizarre, Ugh. and the and the cats look so weird. They do I look mean, really gross, don't they? Yeah, they're frightening looking. And look, I'm a dog person anyway, so I don't care. But you know, maybe cat lovers will find that it's a bit different. But it was just weird to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I couldn't get any sort of. Uh, sense of a story out of it or anything like that and it, it felt here's the other thing i didn't mention on kq it it felt stagey to me i mean at least other movie musicals and i mentioned sweeney todd that with depth uh that tim burton mm-hmm. directed and then there's les miserables with hugh jackman um you kind of felt like there, there was a story structure there and you, you here you just don't feel like any structure you just kind of feel like you're watching this play on this elaborate stage with a bunch of different mm. close-up shots. So, you know, to get a little more technical about it, I, I was just lost. You know, and I couldn't wait for it to be over. I'd pause it every now and again. How much time is left on this thing? And uh, I did that a few times. But, you know, it's... it's what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't... You know, you, when you look at Rotten Tomatoes and they gave it, I think, a 20%, I think a oh. lot of critics try to be cute with their reviews and put their little cat puns in there and everything. You know, sure. I, I, I was just hoping to find, to try to understand why is this not working with people, you know? And, and I, I think the main thing is just the lack of a true cohesive story. Because it's based on a bunch of T.S. Eliot poems, yeah. I think. So, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, unlike, you know, having Tim Rice or uh, whoever do his lyrics, I mean, there, there wasn't any of it. Well, maybe they did. Maybe he did do the lyrics for that. I, yeah, but this, as far as the book, 
the, the playbook, you know, is Elliot Holmes, and that was it. I think it's, you know, like I said, that's why I count on you, Tim. I can't count on God with the weather, so I have to count on you for good movies. <laughs> it you know was bizarre I mean? seeing it snow outside today earlier. Yep. So anyway, the, the long and short answer is, uh, Doug, Andy, and Melissa, if you have a scale and you're trying to weigh 1917 or cats, <laughs> I think you know which way the scale should go. Well, the interesting <laughs> yeah. thing is it wasn't even – I mean, it made the, – the, the play somehow was popular, but it was still very divisive and hated by a lot of people, you know, back mm-hmm. in the 80s or whenever it came out originally. Yeah. So then they make a movie about something that most people hate, and they make it even weirder and dumber – I don't. What are, I don't know what they were thinking. I I don't know. You know, anytime somebody tries to adapt a musical to the stage, it's, mm-hmm. it's a risk. I mean, not Very to the stage, yeah. from stage screen, to yeah. film, it's a risk. Very true. Uh, you know, because obviously, you know, some people are diehard seeing this Cats musical. It's one of the longest running shows ever on Broadway. I don't know. In the, how. In the oh, West End, God. in London, it's one of the longest running shows ever. And I, I again, I never got to it. I don't know if any did anybody in studio or anybody see no, it. No, somebody sure. tried to force me to, but they weren't armed. <laughs> <laughs> they did have cat claws, yeah. though. Yeah. Another indicator not to go. And and maybe that's the reason it was so popular. It's the kind of thing that a grandmother can take one of their grandkids that's to. That's true. And, yeah. and there aren't a lot of Broadway plays like that's that. That's also true. Yeah, and the other thing I understand about the stage play is it's a lot more interactive. I mean, the cats. Um, they emerge, you know, from, you know, they, they come through the audience, they break the fourth wall or whatever, and, you know, they, they interact. And obviously when you're doing a film, you just can't do that. There's one instance where Judy Dench looks at the camera towards the end, but, you know, obviously they're, really? they can't interact with us. So that, that I would imagine that's one of the biggest failings of the, the movie musical is that, you mm. know, you, you got to try to get people interested in a different sort of way. See, I don't know if I'm unusual in this regard, but when the actors start interacting with the audience, I have a sense of dread that I have never <laughs> felt before. That they're going to find you. Oh, Let's bring please Andy up don't look stage. at me. Time to sit in the back row. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't make me dance. I don't want to be part of your play. Oh, what about Paul well, Lind? You know, he always used to talk to the audience. What's wrong with that? Paul Lind. Remember that? The actor, Paul Lind? I know. You remember him? He was on Bewitched. Oh. He was one of the uncle witches. You know Paul Lind. He was on Hollywood Squares. He was yeah. great, yeah. He was Paul great in Hollywood Squares. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Lind, yeah. Did you ever hear what he did at the in Cleveland when the air conditioning went out in the theater? Mm-mm. Okay, first of all, for, for young people, Paul Lind was a gay man in America today. One right. of the first he, openly gay men, I think, in Hollywood, Yes, right? one of the first. And he came out in the 60s, openly which was really unusual. He did indeed. There's no doubt about it. So, Melissa, block your ears for the next line because this is what he said. <laughs> okay. So, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. So, Paul Lynn decides it's so hot he's got to address the audience. He walks to the edge of the stage, looks at the audience and says, It smells like a vagina in here. I think. <laughs> He's like, it was one of the great lines. He's a gay man saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry that Andy and Melissa didn't think that was quite as funny as Doug and I, I did. But that is hysterical. Uh, was, oh, was he God, on Match Game too, or am I thinking of somebody else? Yeah, he was on uh, Match Game. He was on Hollywood Squares a lot. He was oh, on yeah, Hollywood I Squares remember that for sure, yeah. God, he was funny. He was terrific. He was Templeton in Charlotte's Web. Oh. See, now you can laugh at is. the rat. Yep. The Every, rat. He was the rat. Yep. Everybody say hi to my wife Sarah, who's apparently listening. When I got uh, when I said, you know, my dad's quote about Doug, the world doesn't revolve around you. She just texted me. Uh-oh. I've been saying that for years. No wonder I like your dad so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you have it. Hi, Sarah. It's all true. Sarah, Sarah, you're the poet in my... Some, whatever. What is it? My heart? My life? 
I don't it's either know my heart on. or my life. One of those two. Well, since Sarah, we have Tim. Fleetwood Mac, it was just a horrible uh, impression of it. <laughs> anyway, oh. since we have Tim, what? Since we have Tim, for the first time in quite a while, Melissa and I actually watched a new movie. Oh, we did. I can't even think of the last time I saw something that was current. We did. We watched uh, Onward. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the new Disney, the new Disney Pixar. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a great movie. And you know what? We, and we got to advise folks out here. I don't know if you rented it, but uh, we have Disney, Disney Plus. <laughs> put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes. Love Disney. Which is a Love smart Disney move Plus. because it was in theaters for maybe two, three weeks before theaters shut down. Yeah. And then they moved it to VOD for twenty bucks. And then on uh, April third, I guess was the date a week ago. Um, they put it on Disney Plus, which is a really smart move. Yes, yeah. it was. It was and, uh, so it, good. It, yeah, we watched it last weekend, too. What a great movie that is. It was very, very good. It's an emotional, Tommy. Really I, I, emotional? I don't know if I want to recommend it to you, because well, you might tear up with this one. The overarching cry, story so. is, well, but I'm not a dad, though. Oh, It's yeah, about two kids <laughs> whose dad died when they were young, and... It's in a world that has magic, so they use magic to try to bring him back to life, and, you know, hijinks ensue. But there is a point at the end where there's, like, you know, a heartfelt reunion kind of thing. Sure, sure. And it's a Pixar movie, too. So, I mean, they really put a lot of work into their their films, you know. And and you only get one or two of them a year, but, you know, it's kind of like a Toy Story deal where... You know the the emotions coming. When is yeah. it going to come? We don't know, but when it does, it hits you hard. And this one, this was really yep. an amazing movie. What a great movie! Now uh, I should mention this from Darkness, Dave. I saw Cats on Broadway and wanted to hang myself from the balcony during the show. <laughs> So there you go. But there was never a cat so greater than Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Oh, that's right. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. What was that album? You know what? Actually, that, apart from memory, was my other favorite That's probably the only other good song in the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You had an album when I was a kid, I remember, that had that on it. It had, like, that. It had Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, yeah, Broadway's Greatest Hits or something. Yeah. One of those, yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. And Andrew Lloyd Webber's greatest hits. Or yeah, something. probably. And there, you know what? I, I mean, look, if you want to see a great adaptation, I loved it, was uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera. That's another mm-hmm. one. I mean, there, yeah. are, yep. there are some that work. And like I said, Les Miserables worked. And the funny thing about that is Tom Hooper, who directed Les Miserables, also directed Cats. So mm. you know, sometimes they're hits, sometimes they're misses, I guess. <clears throat> must have been one of those deals where you had a thinking feeling in production, though, like, Jesus, how is this going to work? Yeah, there's certain (laughs) things that it's like, yeah, you just, uh, you want to build it, but once you start, you just realize it's not possible. I I was thinking, this is an odd thing I was thinking, because obviously this movie gives you time to think. Why don't you shoot ten minutes of it and do all go through all the paces with the visual effects and everything, and screen that ten minutes for the executives, even if if they're capable of... Mm -hmm making the right judgment, yeah. but just say, okay, is this worth sinking $100 million into? Because that's how much it costs. And then and then we're going to have to spend $100 million on marketing mm-hmm. and distribution. That's another $100 million. And then the big return is $27 million U.S. dollars uh, for the box office. <laughs> you know, yeah. if they could only think that far ahead and say, is this really going to work? Maybe let's make a short film version of this first and see how it plays, because it was such a... Obviously, one of those deals where it was such of a risk that just totally hit the wall. I, I have a question for you, that. Tim, about uh, along those lines. So have you ever talked to any directors, and, you know, they'll make these big-budget movies, and then they'll do a test screening, and the mm-hmm. audience doesn't like the ending, so they make them redo the ending and change the story a little bit. Does that really piss the uh, directors off? You know, it's interesting you say that, Doug, because earlier this week um, I interviewed Adrian Lyne, who directed Fatal Attraction, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, there's, it, it's coming out on Blu-ray, they restored, digitally restored it or whatever, so that's the reason I got the opportunity. There was an original ending to that film where Glenn Close took her own life to the Ooh. screens of Madame Butterfly, 
Um, and I asked him about that because I said, when you go back there after a certain amount of time, do you want to tinker with it and maybe do a version with that original ending? He says, you know, we screened it with that original ending, and it just felt so flat. Hmm. So I don't know. Hmm. He said we, we knew that we had to replace it. And I think he was more or less admitted that there was some pressure from marketing and suits that they needed more of a, a slam-bang ending. And if you've seen the film, hopefully you all have, it's a lot more exciting than, uh, it's not flat, put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, and, and yeah, but I'm sure that you, there are directors that want that final cut, and it pisses them off when they can't get it. But I think in this case, he definitely knew that this was the better way to go especially the way the audience reacted, because they needed somebody to root for. Because if you look at that movie, Michael Douglas is really a cad. You know, the yeah. real oh, no, he's a total you can root for is he has it in that film. You can't root for, uh, for Michael Douglas, for sure. That's, that's the big deal. So, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, because I just kind of had a conversation about that earlier this week. We will take a break. Be right back. Part three, hour one, with Timmy Lammers, right after this in The Family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Do, 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 do. I thought you couldn't play this. The song that Saturday Night Live ruined forever. Oh, yeah, I thought you were. Well, how can you play this? We're not on YouTube. Oh. We've oh, been not? on YouTube in like months. Well, why did they pull our music then? Uh, that is a great question. Because as of last week, we were not banned, and then all of a sudden, we were banned. Who knows? Yeah, YouTube's a pain in the ass. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, whatever. I, I, good, I never have to hear it again. I have to share something with you, Tom. Our mechanic friend from Wisconsin, Emil, sent this to me. It's uh, oh, Mike yeah. Lindell's Facebook page. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mike posted a, a cartoon. It's... Mr. Hand and another guy from South Park. And the caption oh, is, yeah. show me on the doll where the pillow CEO hurt you by mentioning God and the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's great. I've seen it. It's very, very I, I funny. That was really funny. Show me where this doll hurt you. <laughs> like, oh, A lot God. of people don't like him because of that. I know. I don't, I don't share his political yep. views, but I, I have a great deal of respect for him as a person. So, I just well, don't yeah. understand what... Okay, so explain one thing to me about that, and you can all tell me the answer to this. So if I mention God because I'm religious and you're not, that offends you. Okay, so I don't like you because of your belief in religion. But it's okay for you to ruin someone's life because of your belief in politics. Really? I I think what's really going on is there's some people that hate Trump so bad, they'll just, anybody that's associated with him, they'll just put a magnifying glass on him. Four degrees of separation. Oh, he's a fake Christian, and he's just doing this for publicity and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shit. Oh, yeah. I think that's what's Whatever. Yeah, and let's just ignore the fact that he is dedicating so many resources for nothing. Right. Yeah. To making math. It's true. It's all true. 
God, I had so much fun today because, you know, there were all these people apparently going out. You're saying that I fired Bob Sansevier and Mordahl and Philip and once a year's Tom again. So Sandy came on the show this morning, and my entire conversation with him was, God, Bob, I'm really fired up to have you on the show. Because uh, if I was like that fire in your belly, and it was a lot of fun, man. I don't know if you it saw was it, a but lot he of had fun. a long post on Facebook yesterday. We just saw that yesterday, and I that's thought, how we found out that he wasn't on there. We didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't either. But right. I thought it was really a, a classy move, and it was great. And yeah, Sandy's a great guy. Yep. Always has been a great guy. So it's and he'll, him, Mordahl, and Phil. Philip. And yeah. Philip. Wow. And then the other guys on the show, uh, Candace and Brian and Tony, each have to take a week off three times. Uh, so a total of three weeks in the next 15 weeks. Well, we've I have had to take four off. Four weeks off this year. Those lazy bastards. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not a paid week off. And is then. It? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not a paid <laughs> uh, week off. Believe me. Very different. This is very, very different. But then I'm going to take uh, a day off a week for the next 15 weeks starting next week because they initially said, well, why don't you just, why don't you just take uh, you know, th- your three weeks, you know, blah, blah. Uh, what is that noise? I believe that might be Tim. What? Yeah. So I think Tim's Tim, phone you just... someone? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering what that was. I wasn't, I heard it. It was on your line. But it, it was. was. Yeah, I'm on a cell phone. phone. I don't. Oh, I don't know no, what our phone just went haywire. Well, it's working oh, it now. Did. And we're back. And we're back. Bad phone. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. So, Tommy, uh, but can you case, tell me that yeah. that day you're taking off, is it going to be Thursdays when I'm on with you? Oh, I'm going to avoid no. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just decided just now it'll be on Thursdays. <laughs> no, they're saying basically they want me to do Fridays because you can't do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday because that's, you know, Monday you, you t- tip off the week, you kick off the week, I mean. And yeah. by Friday, you know, it, it, it is. if I'm going to have to take a day off a week, it's going to have to be Fridays because that you know the lowest listening radio listening levels are on Fridays. Anyone's anyway. checked out by that really? anyway. Unless it's sports season, during Viking season, Friday is one of the biggest days sure. for for sports stations. But there's so none that, of that. That's the big so. difference. There. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about sports right now. There's so none of it. What seasons would we be in the middle of right now? Baseball. Well, baseball would have started uh, last week. Yeah, and is that WNBA, it? WNBA, right? The NBA, and then the and hockey. hockey. Oh, I, and hockey WNBA goes, too. Hockey's the longest. Out. It goes from like October until it's middle almost, of June or June, some ridiculous yeah. thing. Yeah, see, well, I, I thought it was October to October. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> it. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> see, that always confused me. I would think like you know maybe September to April. Because after that point, everything melts. So it's a little harder to play yeah. hockey, right? They don't really play hockey outside anymore. They can make their no? own ice. Well, but well, still. What do you mean, no? You didn't know that? I don't know. Like, n- <laughs> we're talking about the NHL, not not regular old pond hockey. Not the only <laughs> thing I know about hockey is the NHL and the NHLPA present Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Really? That's all he knows. Really? That's the deal, huh? I, hey, I wonder if yeah. they can go back and edit a, a, a past game to make the North Stars win the uh, Family Cup. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> the miracle on film? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, the NFL, the draft is what, the 21st or something like that? And yeah, when do they do yeah. mini camps usually? Uh, that all depends on the team. Certainly in in May, and then I and then they start up in July, pretty much with camp. So it's coming right up uh, on us here. So you know, that's, or is it? that's that deal. Are they going to do it? Or is it? Yeah, it might not be. I tell you what, I would not want to work at a certain radio station in town right now if they don't have the Viking yeah. season. Because good luck to you. Well, so are they playing still? Because I know a lot of sports aren't nope. playing. Nobody's playing. No nope, one is playing not at all. Play. Uh, because I, they were talking about having at least the MLB just playing to empty stadiums. Right. But they're not doing that in Arizona, now. right? Right. That's, they wanted all the games in Arizona. That was one of the I ideas. Right. I don't know that they've decided to do that or not. Hmm. What What exactly is the reasoning for that again? Is it because of there's so many stadiums grouped together? What, what, I never really got the logic behind it. Behind Arizona? Yeah. yeah I don't know. 
I mean, is there a lower incidence of, of, of diagnoses of COVID-19 there? I mean, what? Yeah, maybe. I that don't know. It. It's strange. That's a good question. I mean, whatever. I mean, if it worked, wonderful, but it, it just seems strange. Mm-hmm. Well, it's no, professional sports, so I'm guessing it has something to do with money. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the money they'd make if they <laughs> actually think? did broadcast those games when there's nothing else going on? Oh, God, they'd make a lot It'd of money. It'd be like baseball in the 30s again. The mm. whole country would watch it. That's true. Indeed. It's very, very true. So, in any case, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, we, we covered 1917. We covered cats. We covered... Is there anything coming out that I'd give a rat's ass about? Here's the problem I have, Timmy, and you and I have talked about this. As a matter of fact, on this show, we've talked about it, too. Um, I, I'm, I literally am going to have the meeting with the Marcus people. Because they do, uh, they cut, they bring you uh, Mike Evans. Yeah. And I literally am going to do and ask him: Is there any way that you can do this, that setup? Because I love that Southbridge Crossing Cinema. It's a great, uh, it's a great movie theater. But literally, put everybody's phone in a Faraday cage, and if you talk, you gotta go. Yeah. It's ruining movies for people. I don't want to go to the movie anymore, but not because of the movies, not because of the theaters, but because people there watching it will not shut up and they won't get off their phones and they ruin the movie for you. You know, my stepson last summer worked at that draft house movie place out in Woodbury, and I think one of oh, the yeah. guys oh, was yeah. on this, yep. and they have ushers in there, and, and you get one warning. Yeah. And I said, Brennan, do yep. they actually toss people out of there? And he goes, Yep, yep, they throw a few out every, Good. every day. Well, I know at the House Good. of Comedy, and this was like almost probably 10 years ago yeah if someone you know we give them one warning and if they kept doing it they got forcefully ejected you were a bouncer i never bounced anything but (laughs) (laughs) i never bounced we were instructed that we could if we wanted to could you imagine andy bouncing someone that's well it's not too difficult when they're like you know six drinks into the night but still yeah those are actually the most dangerous people well there's a point there's a point you know the danger goes up until it goes off a cliff when they can no longer stand stick your foot out in front of them exactly i'm sure that wouldn't get me sued (laughs) looking at my calendar tom for the next couple months there's mm-hmm. one coming out in the middle of May that didn't do anything in theaters, but it was a very low-budgeted film. But I think you're going to want to see this. And I'll review it on KQ and here as well. The Jesus Rolls, which is based on John Turturro's character from The Big Lebowski. Right. That looks really good, actually. Oh, yeah. God. That's perfect. I, I that made character. my uh, kids watch that <laughs> a week or so ago. My daughter, who's 16, just hated it. I did not get it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to, when that comes out, I'll have to make her watch that too. <laughs> oh, the, the big Lebowski, Andy, you didn't get? I was probably about 19 when I watched it, and I didn't get it at all. Yeah, my kids well, did maybe not. I'll have I was, to try uh, it again now that I'm older. I was 59, and I never got it. So what does that there you tell go. you? You know what? I, I don't didn't either. understand. I didn't either. I'm going to watch it. it again, though. Because when I hear, you know, I've heard you guys play clips on KQ and everything, and it sounds like really, it, the, the effing Eagles, man, you know, all that stuff, it sounds funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, like everybody in it taste. that's a great that's, scene. So, you know the line, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. It, but what yeah. you forget about, it's a black cab driver that throws him out of the car. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> that's exactly right. Get the hell out. Everyone loves the Eagles. Yeah, well, biggest selling albums of all time. <laughs> that's true. They are indeed. But yeah, that's that's the whole deal. Look, I didn't mind the movie, but I didn't understand why everybody just raved about it. It was good. Yeah, it was. But fine. I didn't think it was great. But yeah, I never yeah, understood. I, but I don't right. know. I mean, the Coen Brothers. It's a kind of a hit and miss deal for me. It I is. Mean, yeah, it it is. seems like Absolutely. their earlier stuff is is the take it or leave it stuff for me. I think they're more modern things, and they've done the last few years or is I, I like everything i think maybe since far oh, okay yeah but but yeah what, far, i did I think like Lebowski was yep. before that right or were, was oh it yeah that no, was way before that i what, yep. was uh, way before that. barton fink their first movie One um it was blood simple was their first oh, okay one. That's oh right. great movie that yeah. was a really good movie so you know what's funny about um, that is like they the Cohen brothers uh, were going to were were scheduled to be on the KQ morning show, and then they found out I criticized one of their movies and they canceled the appearance. Hmm. Really? Uh, Apparently, you have to like all of their movies, and they want it's like, oh no, don't hurt me so badly by not coming on. 
Who cares? You, you know, one Doug that I think you should see of theirs that was underrated, uh, and it's about a musician uh, inside Lewin Davis. Huh? I've never heard of it. Oscar Isaac, and it's basically about the guy that did folk music. Uh, before Dylan came along, it's like the oh, guy yeah. before you know. Yep. Dylan came along and changed music, and Oscar Isaac plays Dave Van Van Ronk. Have you, you oh, heard sure. of Dave Van? Yeah, yeah. It's based on his life. Oh, really? But Oscar Isaac is a terrific actor and a terrific musician. And uh, T Bone Burnett wrote songs with him for it. Ooh, and it's T uh, it. Bone, and uh, it's it's really really well done. And and it's interesting because again he was he just the timing the timing and and, and uh, you know the trend in music you know it just shifted right after his career went to pot you know yep. and then Dylan and then yeah I don't want to tell you too much but it's no yeah, I wrote inside, it down thanks I'll I'll check it out for sure yeah Inside Lewin Davis is is a terrific Coen Brothers movie I've never heard of it. yeah because they do some really good movies but apparently you have to like them all or they won't come on your show that's nice. Whatever, I you know, like I said, I don't know him at all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What are you gonna do? I guess you just somehow learn to get by and just you take a punch for you know humanity. But think about True okay. Grit too, man. I mean, they've done Loved it. great stuff. Oh man, it's great. Yep, it's absolutely true. Andy, what's our is our out twelve? Two minutes. Oh, 11. I wanted to make sure. All right, Timmy. So another phenomenal Thursday is all I have to say to you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be on Thursdays with you guys for the time being. And uh, mm-hmm. safe travels to you and Catherine coming back to the snow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, boy, look at the time. We love to talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, happy Easter to you, too, and, and certainly to Mr. Sprinthal and Andy. Thank you very with, much. Uh, Happy Easter, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Timmy. Bye-bye. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will tell you, honest to God, though, he's Tim has a pretty good idea of what I like in movies and what I don't. And I I don't know. It's nice of him to pay that close attention because, man, I I talked about this before, and I'll be very brief because we only have one minute. But I watch a lot of Britcoms and British dramas and British movies now because they don't mess with the politics anywhere near as much as America does. Not they do, but nowhere near as much. Mm-hmm. I like British so, stuff too, but it's, I think it's for yep. a slightly different reason. They're smaller budgets typically, so they yep. don't rely at, on special effects and car and chase star scenes. Power. They really rely more on on, on well written stories and scripts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether it's serious yep, right. or funny, it's 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 the words, not the uh, not all the icing that they spray on these things now. Indeed. All right, we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes. Do a little car selling secrets. What do you got for us today? Uh, tons of stories. We've got. I, I don't think we'll be able to contain it within an hour. We may have to go straight till uh, dinner time. Uh-oh. Go straight through to the morning show tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you soon. We'll be right back with the family.